Guys, welcome back to Talking with TK. I'm your host, Tristan Cannell. The very last show of 2017. What a ripper year it's been. In episode 54, I'm going to be profiling one of the young rising stars of Australian sports and boxing in Nathaniel Cheeky May. I got pointed out, big shout out to Adam Corby, actually, a friend of mine that pointed out Nathaniel. I'd heard of him before. I'd never seen him fight. And the first time I actually seen him fight in a live live TV was actually just recently on the Jeff Horn undercard. Since then, I've been trying to tune in to as many fights on YouTube or wherever I could find it because he's quite the talent. When you think that you know Jeff Horn is quite the boxer, for mine, he actually stole the whole night away from Jeff a little bit. His skills in the ring are just absolutely supreme, and I'm really excited to see what he can bring in 2018. So before we get Nathaniel on the show, just a big shout-out to everyone tuning in. Over the past month, we've had some really major growth, and I think that's due to all you guys sharing you know, sharing with your family and friends that you like the show. So I'm really appreciative of that. And, you know, we've hit top 10 in sports in iTunes. So, you know, that's something I didn't really expect this quickly, but I'm f- forever grateful for everyone tuning in and really taking it where it is. If you are a regular uh, sub- subscriber, and if you haven't yet, the best way for me to continue to grow, I really would like to get in that top five. If you've got access to iTunes on on either your phone or your desktop, there's a review section when you look up talking with TK. If you can leave me a review, whether it's honest, that'd be great. You know, I'm always looking for ways to improve the show, guest requests, your favorite shows. Please put it on there. I read it all the time. So, guys, please get in touch with that. Or you can either send me a tweet on Twitter. I'm at talking with TK. Send me an email, Tristan at talkingwithtk.com. It's all me. So, I'll be the first one to get back to you. But just to give you a little bit of an idea who you know, Nathaniel Cheeky May is, along with the likes of Jeff Horn, George Cambosis, Jason and Andrew Maloney, you know, all those guys apart from Jeff have already been on this show, really, they're going to be the next wave of Australian boxing. I'm really excited, especially after seeing him the other night. He took on an undefeated Brazilian, Mesquito, who was quite the sizable opponent, especially for a featherweight. He achieved a fifth-round TKO. He took his time in the first two rounds, but... That left, left left rip just really just came to a, you know, he just really broke him down. And there's no real surprise to see that fifth round TKO because he was hurting him quite harshly to the body. But he's going to be one to see, and I'm really looking to further chat to him today. He's number seven, IBF. So he's doing quite well there. He's the IBF Pan Pacific Featherweight Champion, also the WBO Asia Pacific Featherweight Champion. So get behind him and, you know, really show him some support because I think like I've mentioned with those other guys, they're going to be the next wave of Australian boxing. We don't really have the likes of, you know, the Anthony Mundines and Danny Green, Vic Darcini and Daniel Gill. Their time is kind of over. And it's these next sort of boys that are going to be flying the flag. So the best thing to do for us is just really get behind them. All right, guys, before we get today's guest on the show, big shout out. Today's episode is brought to you by Populous. Populous is a leader in management consulting, sales training, and also workplace wellness programs. So visit visit them online, www.populous.com.au. Okay, guys, let's get him on. I introduce Nathaniel Cheeky May. All 
right, guys, my special guest is Nathaniel May. Nathaniel is the rising star of Australian boxing and he's currently the IBF Pan Pacific Featherweight Champion and WBO Asia Pacific Champion. That gives him a ranking of number seven in the IBF. He has an impressive 19-1 record and was ultra-impressive on the recent Jeff Horn Championship fight night. I welcome to the show Nathaniel Cheeky May. Nathaniel, welcome, buddy. Uh-huh. Ah, thanks for having me, mate. Absolute pleasure, mate. Like, where we want to start first was obviously the the Jeff Horn undercard fight because the guy that you came in against, who was undefeated, there was obviously a lot of adversity in your own camp. You had your trainer that was sick and things like that. Tell us a little bit about handling the fight and the lead up to it as well, bud. Yeah, uh, well, it was a it was a hard training camp. I went for twelve twelve weeks. Train two times a day every day, so you know we, we were more than ready to for the fight. You know the last week was it was pretty tough on my coach. You know he went he had to go to the hospital for two days, and you know it was pretty hard tough on us. But after he was out, you know everything just come come good. I felt ah uh, you know, I felt relaxed. That he's back in my corner again, so I just went to work and everything everything put come out good. Yeah, was that the hardest training camp that you've ever you've ever done there, Nathaniel? Uh, yeah, it probably was. Like I put air, like my heart and soul in it, so it was it was probably tough, tough, the hardest training camp I've ever done. Like you know. And talk to us a little bit about because in the ring, you know, I've watched a few of your fights, but and you know you've always had that left body rip, but you're doing a lot of switch hitting in the in the fight as well. Was that something new that you and Peter were working at? Yes, yeah, you know, we're working on switching it back and forward. You know, we couldn't really get uh, more of the switch that we wanted to do during the punches. Like, we like the switch between the combo to do a different angle and everything, but yeah. he was just too too much of a bigger body to do it. Yeah, was he, so, the, you know, was he the biggest guy that you've come across in that featherweight division? Oh, definitely. He was a giant. Like, I don't know how we made featherweight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what did he look like? On weigh-in, was he was he very drawn out? And then when you saw him in the ring, had he put a, a huge amount of weight back on? I uh, he, he he looked drained. You know, like looking at him at the weigh-in, he, I was like, well, he looks like he struggled to make it. So, you know, we definitely gonna take take advantage of that. Yeah. Have you had a? And, yeah. Soon, sorry. Yeah, you go on. <laughs> but, yeah, like you said. Yeah, sorry. Like as soon as we like said, as soon as we left Saturday and then body shots, I think him. Struggling to make weight, kind of, you know, come to my advantage. Yeah. What What round did you know that he was really feeling the power? Because you were you were actually standing there and trading with him. You know, you're on your your feet a little bit, but at the same time, you were sitting on your punches and hitting him quite hard. Uh, you just said a third. Like when I hit him a few times in in the third with a a left hook or a right up, because you know, I saw his eyes roll a few times. So I'm like, yeah, they they're gonna wear down on him. And coming back to the corner, I think Stokes, he saw it too, and he goes, oh, mate, I'll give you two more rounds. He's going to he's gonna go down. So, <laughs> so yeah. we just had to keep doing what we were doing. Yeah, he got you a couple of times as well. Were you glad that he kind of fought fire for, with fire for a couple of rounds and you also tested in terms of testing out your chin? Um, you know, like you said, we, we didn't give him that chance to get off that right hand as much as he could. You know, we stayed in tight and... When he did throw the right hand or something, we, we slipped to the side. But in, in that third, he caught me with a good shot. Like, as everyone said, you know, like he rocked me a bit. 
But I, I've known I've got a good chin, so it's just a good thing I can, you know, I can take a punch. Yeah. What's kind of next? Because you you got your ranking in the IBF, which is quite high at number seven. You just won the WBO strap. Are you guys expecting a high ranking now in the IBF and then also come in the rankings with WBO? Yeah, that, uh, we talked to the IBF ranking a couple of days ago and they said we should move to top four or top three. Okay. And, yeah, if there's a, a World Eliminator title coming up, we're definitely in it. And in the WBO, we're, you know, we're looking forward to cracking to that world ranking keep moving forward you know I wouldn't mind fighting Oscar Valdez or anyone you know I'm kind of just up for a world title shot to be honest yeah do you think that because I know Luke Jackson's also from Australia and he's also campaigning in the WBO as well have you guys ever done any training or sparring do you guys know each other uh we're actually in the same stable with uh Mike Mikey Altamira yep so yeah you said it was a bit of a shock that we got the WBO title like throwing at us so because like we went our different paths with Jacko so he can go in the WBO and I'll go in the IBF but it, like you said he got thrown at us we're not going to say no but I don't think we'll end up can't, like fighting Jack and Jackson or someone else in Australia at the moment yeah it'd be, got that, it'd be handy to kind of train together though wouldn't it do you guys have you guys done any sparring before uh, we haven't I, I, every time I've gone to Billy of Saints to Train, he's always back in uh, Tasmania, so yeah. I've, yeah, I've trained a lot with uh, Paul Fleming and all that, so, yeah. Yeah, what about, so the IBF champion is, what's his niece from Wales or Ireland, uh, Shelby? Wa- Lee yeah, Shelby. Wales. Yeah, Lee Shelby. Lee do you, Shelby, yeah. Do you know much about Lee? Have you seen him fight or anything like that before? Yeah, I've watched uh, most of his fights, like, especially now that I'm in the top seven, I'm, I've always watched his fights to see yeah. How he's looking in that? Uh, um, to be honest, I think he's probably his his best fights and that are behind him. You know, from him getting the world title, the fight before that, and then yeah, he's looking pretty old at the moment. Yeah, would something like going over to Wales and taking him on in his own backyard is that something that really interests you highly? Oh, definitely. You know, he's the champ. Wherever he wants to fight, I'll go. You know, so if he gives me the shot at it, I'll, I'll be happy to. Yeah, fantastic. Great attitude, mate. All right, take me back to the origins of you getting into boxing. Because I know after reading, you were heavily into your AFL and they said that you were a chubby kid. Take us through your childhood and how you first got into the sport. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm from Bunbury, so uh, it's a little town two hours, uh, two hours yeah, down south from Perth. And it's very big on AFL. You know, we've got a few AFL players that's from there. Who now plays in AFL, and you know we've—I grew up playing it as a kid. About 13, 14, you know, I was getting serious, getting the uh, the Swan District Development Squad and all this and that. So, you know, I, I, I was a bit chubby back then. So I thought oh, I would need to get fitter if I want to go anywhere in in the sport. And my dad, because he used to box, he's like, yeah, it's the best sport to get fit get your reflexes up and that and I walked in the gym and I haven't left it since. Yeah, did your dad ever do pro or was he an amateur? What was the background there? No, I know he just won a golden gloves back in amateurs and yeah, he just didn't go, didn't want to go anywhere else with it. Yeah, was there a kind of comparison in both your looks and your style at all? 
Um, yeah, Dad's like, uh, me and Dad's got totally different styles. My dad was, yeah, he was a brawler, I'm a boxer, so yeah. Yeah. In terms yeah. of that development of style, because there's three famous Indigenous guys that I can see in you. One's obviously Lionel Rose, which I'm sure that you've been told about, and then the two mundane guys, Tony and Anthony. I can see kind of a cross style in yourself. How much of an influence were those three guys on your style? Uh, I, you know, Mundine is he's a great champion. You know, I think every Aboriginal kid that has looked up to him, you know, especially like Lionel Rose. You know, he's he's like a Muhammad Ali to me. You know, he's he's a guy I've always looked up to. And being told that I've got similar styles to him is just mind blowing. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's awesome to hear that. And I'm just hoping I can follow in his footsteps. You know, to be honest. Yeah. Did you ever get the opportunity to meet him prior to him passing? No, I didn't. Um, no, I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people like that. He was just a absolutely fantastic person inside and outside of the ring. Did you have you ever seen footage of him fight? Yeah, I have. I've watched it, and I, I've looked, to be honest, I, I think I do look a little bit like him. It's kind of crazy, like <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, well, it's just like I say, if I'm getting like parents to him, I'm I can't say anything. You know, it's just mind mind blowing. Yeah. What what age were you, Nathaniel, when you kind of became more reflective on your indigenous side and started embracing that a hell of a lot? Um, well, as a kid, you know, like you said, we I've got a big family, you know, they're, they're pretty pretty big. I am pretty big in the Aboriginal side. Yep. You know, I've got uh, uh, two cousins who play for the AFL. Uh, you might know my little shadow. Did he play? Did he play for and, the West Coast? Did he? He plays he play for West Coast now. He used to play for the Sydney. Yep. Yeah, we've oh, got he's the fast. same grandmother. I know, I know so. who he is. Yes, yes, yes. He plays in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah, we've got the same grandmother. So uh, we're pretty pretty tight on our Aboriginal culture and everything. And yeah, so as a kid, it's just kind of in, in us. <laughs> so that sporting gene comes from your grandmother, mate? Yes, my grandmother and granddad. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you get, get to see many of his games? Do you go attend much at uh, where do they play the over at uh, sorry Perth he plays for uh, the West Coast in Perth yeah yeah we get to see him a lot like he's always down in Bunbury on the weekends and this and that so uh, this year I haven't really because I've been you know been training a lot for this and this year's been kind of busy with the with the fights so I hadn't had a chance to who gave you the nickname Cheeky <laughs> Uh, my mum. Your mum? Yeah, when I was young. Yeah, my mum called me cheeky when I was younger. It got it's going on me as a kid, like all the way through high school and primary school. And walking into the gym, uh, without my coach even knowing, he just calls me. He called me cheeky, and he goes, "Yeah, that's your new nickname." I was like, "Well, that's been my nickname since I was little." So, you know. Does anyone call you Nathaniel at all? No. <laughs> when I get called Nathaniel, it's, it's actually like I'm like who, who, and I'm like, oh, I'm me. <laughs> I'm a little bit the same with TK and Tristan like I don't get called Tristan at all it's always TK and I'm the same I just I look around a little bit oh that's me yeah, yeah it's pretty funny yeah tell me about walking into Stokesy's gym and your first meeting with Peter what was he like as a coach when you were a young guy ah uh, he's he's always been the same you know, he's been crazy funny always cracking jokes you know as a kid, like, 
walking in the gym, it was it was kind of like nerve wracking. So oh, yeah, walking into a boxing gym, everyone's going to be tough, you know, tough guys. Everyone's going to like not even talk to you. And I walk in, and he's got this big smile, cracking jokes on you, you know, teasing you, and it's like, yeah, I love this place already. <laughs> <laughs> When uh, when did you find out that he was sick? Was that something that he kept from his fighters? Uh, he's been sick in like he's had cancer before. Uh, he not long beat it, and then he got a transplant about two or three years ago, and it was all good. And then out of nowhere, it come back again. Like the cancer's come back, so it's just it's been on and off, on and off for a while. Yeah, and um, because he's got the transplant, the doctor goes, "Well, we can't do much to it now." And, and by the looks of it, you know, he goes, "You'd be lucky to have three or four years." Yeah, it, and no, you know, that's it's been tough. But <laughs> Jesus, yeah. when you see someone like Peter, and just do you guys just get just a ball of inspiration when you see what he's going through? Like the other night, he was in the hospital before your bout. It's like when he turned up, was that just the confidence boost that you needed? Oh, definitely. You know, like, everyone goes, yeah, I'm the fighter. But it's like, no, I'm the boxer, to be honest. But my coach is the fighter in the team. You know, he's here every day. When I don't want to be there training, he's there waiting for me. So it's like, you know, I've got to push forward. Mm. And just, it's expiring. I I promised him I'll get him a world title. And that's the plan before everything goes down or see how long we have. Yeah. Cheeky, who else is kind of in that inner circle, in your camp, in that sort of corner? Who are the other guys in there? Uh, that'd be Jimmy. Uh, he's our cut man. My, my major sponsors and my dad is there as well. Yep. And my little cousin, he's my he's my belt holder, so everywhere I fight, he usually holds my belt. <laughs> yeah, nice one. And my, my manager, Mikey. Yeah, fantastic. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll get back to the chat with Cheeky in a second. Today's episode is brought to you by Populous. Populous, a leader in management consulting, sales training, and workplace wellness programs. You can find them www.populous.com.au. Check out their Master of Sales event coming in 2018, which will be presented by international leading sales trainer, Tom Hopkins. He's actually the number one sales trainer in the world. So visit www.populous.com.au. It's an event not to be missed. Guys, if you're really into your combat sports, please also check out our episodes with the likes of the Maloney Boys, Andrew and Jason Maloney. George Cambosis has also been on the show, as well as Luke Jackson. If you're into your UFC, plenty of the boys there. Mark Hunt and Alex Volkanovsky flying the flag nice and high, and they've also been on the show. So please... If you haven't yet, please connect with me either by Facebook at Talking with TK. If you want to check out all the old episodes, easiest way it is via subscribing for free via iTunes, or you can find out all the episode guides, show notes, etc., etc., at www.talkingwithtk.com. Okay, guys, let's get back to the chat. Here is Cheeky May. Cheeky, how long did you spend in the amateurs? Uh, I spent was it seven years? I spent uh, five years in the amateurs. Yeah, did you come against anyone that's kind of in the rankings or a champions now? Uh, no, not at the moment. I've like so I've represented Australia a few times. Yep. 
but no one in the world ranks I have I haven't fought against. So yeah, something different. I think most of the big fighters when we were in amateurs have all haven't haven't gone pro or anything. So yeah, it's kind of crazy seeing the, the new guys coming up and haven't seen anyone that I've, I've fought overseas yet. Yeah, cheeky. What made you kind of decide that you wanted to be a professional boxer? I just had a bad decision back in uh, 2012 at the um, London uh, London Olympics selections because mm-hmm. I was uh, I was on the pathway of fighting for it. Yep. I was in the youth. If I won the youth uh, youth uh, Australian titles, I was was able to fight the uh, senior for the selections. Yep. And we had we had a bad decision in the finals. Like I was winning the whole fight, got caught with a. I hit the guy with a body shot, and he grabs his uh, groin guard turn and hit him low. I got two points taken off me, and then lost my point. So after that, I was like, you know, I don't want to, don't really want to be here in this sport if they're going to do that to you. Yeah, has your is your so, style yeah. has your style changed from amateurs to pro? Or is it kind of similar? Uh, I've changed a lot, a big, a lot more. I used to be a jackrabbit, really, in and out. In and out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you guess pretty quick? Was that the the problem? Like you had to kind of learn to pick your punches and extend yourself. For now, you're fighting twelve rounds. Yeah, you know, sit a bit lower than usual and pick the shots. And when they land, you know, like as you seen, I like the load my shots up a bit. Mm. <laughs> Take me back to your pro debut because that's a long time ago now. How'd you feel in the lead up to it, and then uh, maybe the first maybe ten minutes or just prior to the fight, was there nerves going on? How'd you feel about the whole process of moving into the professionals? Uh, it was it was uh oh man, it was nerve wracking to be honest. Like we got the eight ounce gloves and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready. Like I'm going to knock this guy out. You know, I'm feeling them. They're like, guess what these gloves are. And then my coach looks at me and goes, yeah, but he's wearing the same gloves as you. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of just, yeah, kind of went down. And I'm like, oh, nerves hit me walking out. Cause I was in Bunbury in my hometown for my debut. So, yeah. you know, seeing everyone there, my family, I was like, just didn't want to lose. So I had a tough, tough opponent from Thailand. And I hit him with everything, and he wasn't going down. So, like, it was it was an experience I'll never forget. Yeah, he was actually looking at your record. I mean, his record now. You debuted against a guy that was sixteen and fourteen as a career. Like, that's a very good opponent to be taking on in your debut fight. Yeah. I uh, like you said, we um, as an amateur, we had a good good record. We could hit and move and box. So. They offered me the fight in the last couple of minutes, well, the last couple of weeks, because we had a few more fighters lined up, but they've all pulled out. So we're like, you know what? I don't really care. I'll fight him. Yeah. We, I just want to have my fight already. I haven't trained this hard not to fight. Yeah. Cheeky, originally you were campaigning as a super featherweight. How big was the cut for you to now be fighting at featherweight? I will... At Super Feather, we thought to give it a shot, like see where it is. Yeah. And uh, we're making it, we're making it too easy. So we're like, you know, it, you know, I'm not really, I'm not struggling to make this weight. When you think, you know, I'm walking in, eating, on the on weigh-in day, so yeah. like, you know, we'll keep it down. So we we make 57 pretty confident. So you know, we drop we drop from what 65 
drop down to 60 during training camp and then we'll sit at that for the rest of the like three or four weeks yeah until we start cutting again so check your fifth fight so, you know, I watched sorry? your fifth fight against Waylon Law you know you obviously go down in a controversial decision at that stage of your career you know you you five fights in was that a huge learning point and turning point for you to be where you are now um Definitely, like you know, me, well, me and Waylon, we we had that fight. Everyone said not to take it, you know. You know, no, I'm not ready for it. This and that, and I, I like to take my chances, you know, prove prove myself. So we took it, and I can't say anything wrong about it. Right, I'm happy with the decision. Like I come to fight, I, I performed at my best. He performed at the best, and he got the decision. So. I couldn't really say anything wrong about the fight. I was just happy to be in the ring with Waylon, to be honest. Yeah, what did you, once you had a chance to actually look at it on tape, what were the major things, if you do remember, that you did take away from that and look to improve straight away? Uh, there was one point I hit him with, uh, I think it was an uppercut right in the last round. And as soon as I landed, it, I, re- I moved. And I think that was the old amateur style of hitting and moving. And after that, I, I turned back around and I'm like, well, that's what I have to get up, stop watching my punches and admiring them, you know. Yeah. I heard them go after them. And, yeah, just a lot more cleaner punches, use the jab a bit more. And, yeah, because I hardly threw my jab that fight. So, yeah, I picked up a lot of things after that loss. Yeah, you obviously learn a lot from defeat. Cheeky, what do you like on a daily basis? Do you watch a lot of other boxing, or do you kind of not, or do you prefer not to be watching other people fight? Oh, no, I'm always watching boxing. Yeah, who's you guys? I'm, I'm a big Canelo fan. Like, yeah. I love Canelo. I love his style. He's my favorite boxer. You know, I'll, I'll sit back. I'll watch it with the old guys like Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, everyone, Roberto Durant. If I'm not doing much at home or anything, I'm I'm in the lounge watching <laughs> watching boxing. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed like because a lot more bigger fights have happened in 2017? Are you seeing kind of and you you hoping that you know moving forward that because we did go for a period of time where a lot of the boxers the big fighters just never fought each other, but there was a lot of big fights last year. And are you hoping that continues? Oh, definitely. Boxing is probably the best it's ever been at the moment. You know, like. Everyone's fighting everyone. They're not worrying about that loss anymore. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm loving boxing at the moment. Hopefully it doesn't change. It just gets better and better. For sure. All right, a couple of personality questions to wrap things up here, Cheeky. Take you back to your childhood. What posters did you have on your bedroom wall growing up? <laughs> I had a, was a, what was it? It was a Muhammad Ali one where he's in a, in the ring, and he's, uh, what was that quote? I turned the light off before I was in bed before the light. Ah, uh, yes. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, I had, yeah, that's my favorite one of all. Um, I had a Mayweather one. Always had Mayweather on my, on my wall. Yeah. Um, who else did I have? Uh, Costa Zoo. Oh, I've loved Costa Zoo ever since I've watched him as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I've always had him on my wall. Have, my you, dad, ever, have you met Mayweather. Costa before? No, I haven't met Costa. I've met him a few times back in amateurs. We were, all right, you know, together. Yeah, <laughs> nice. He's doing quite well as well. All right, Cheeky. Oh, yeah, he's doing really well. Cheeky, final question. You're going to be hosting a private dinner party. You've got five invites. Now, only rules. 
No family or friends, but you can invite anyone, dead or alive. Who would Cheeky like to invite? Five. Five, my man. Ooh, five. Uh, definitely Muhammad Ali. Uh, we go... We go Eddie Murphy. I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He's cracks me up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah. Go... Oh, that's tough. <laughs> um, go, yeah, we go Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson. Oh, good selection. Uh, be a dangerous selection, mate. Yeah. I would be, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, you got to throw a shield. Yeah, Rita Ora, because yeah, Rita Ora, because oh. I love it. I just love Rita Ora. Jesus. <laughs> Did you see a, a picture with Conor McGregor the other day? Ah. Uh, yeah, I was so jealous when I saw that, eh? Oh, I think uh, you and about 20 million people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. All right, Cheeky. Well, I really appreciate you joining me today. Before I let you leave, buddy, I want everyone following Nathaniel Cheeky May on Instagram. It's Facebook. It's pretty easy. His handle is Nathaniel Cheeky May. Cheeky. Yep, definitely. Thank you so much thank for you. stopping by the show, man. All the best of luck for the new year and happy new year and all the best for Christmas too buddy uh, thank you thank you so much guys we hope you enjoyed the chat with Nathaniel Cheeky May something fresh I don't think there's a lot of content out there yet for him but I think that's going to change in the not too distant future hopefully we'll get that world title shot and you know with everything happening with his trainer big shout out to Peter Stokes you know he's an absolute champion as well so get behind the boys let's let's bring him home it's going to be a, a huge challenge that featherweight division is quite stacked but given his talent i think he's someone that can definitely win the world title and you know really fly that flag quite quite proudly for years to come guys to open up 2018, as I mentioned on our previous show with Bo Robinson, I've been doing a stack of interviews just to round up the year. In 2018, we're going to be kicking off with the likes of Archie Thompson, Corey Patterson, Steve Monaghetti, Rennie Matua, Ryan Hipwood, Richie Vass, and Paul Fatalrira. You know, seeing that the show's only seven months old, and at the moment we're currently hitting that top 10 in the iTunes sports charts. Just a big shout out to everyone that's tuned in the show, everyone that shared it with their family and friends. You know, I couldn't be more grateful for everyone that's tuned in and, you know, really shown me some support. So I'm just going to keep bringing you some of these awesome guests because not only do I love speaking to them, I love bringing their messages and their stories to a wider range of people. And I think that it can inspire everyone else to try and hit their goals, you know, and, you know, reach and, you know, just continue to grow as people. So guys, this is the last show for 2017. I wish you all a very happy new year. I hope it's going to be an even greater one. You know, 2017 for myself, you know, I achieved a lot and I'm just really looking forward to continuing to grow as a person, continuing to grow as a broadcaster and, you know, hopefully bringing you some outstanding stories from Australian and New Zealand sports. I love sports and I love all these guys and girls who have just unique and just, you know, I love, yeah, it's just something different. We don't have the population of America or China or Japan or India or anything like that. So for the, I think per capita, Australia and New Zealand are just two outstanding sports nations. So, 
yeah, I couldn't say couldn't, couldn't say much more. They're just we've just got an outstanding culture when it comes to sports. All right, guys, really enjoyed bringing you 54 episodes this year. Hopefully, we'll bring you another 100 next year, and I'm looking forward to it. If you've got any guest requests, we'll be back next week on Monday and Thursday. But in the meantime, if you want me to continue to explore and just really bring you the best stories, please get in touch. Tristan at TalkingWithTK.com. I'd love to hear any suggestions or for the show or any guest request suggestions. I'm always interested to find out who, you know, the different stories, you know, you would love to hear from. So please get in touch. Happy New Year. Stay safe. And I'll chat to you next week. Peace.